Monday, it's George C. Scott in a brilliant adaptation of a Christmas classic as magical spirits teach lessons of the heart to a miser named Scrooge. Every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips <laughs> should be boiled in his own pudding. And God bless us all, everyone. A Christmas Carol. Humbug. This is CBS. There's a place where Christmas dreams come true. The Kmart Toy Store. Where the Turnip Seeds Collection is on sale. Look for the Turnip Seeds Telephone that gives sounds and messages, the cassette radio, which actually plays music, and SoMate, the sewing machine that seems like the real thing. I got a feeling I'm going to get something really good this Christmas. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, famed and forgotten from 1994. Hey everybody. We're doing it again. Welcome to the show. Hello. It Happened One Year, 1984, Christmas. Beep, boom. <laughs> That's right, folks. Such an inside joke. It's Christmas time. So when we sing the word Christmas, yes. Sarah thinks it's one song and I think it's another song. Yeah. And we've tried to work out a game where we can figure out which one of those it is. <laughs> so when I go, Christmas, she'll go, beep, boop, which is uh, some Elvis Presley song. Right. It's a Christmas time, pretty baby, right? right? That's what I mean. But usually when I go, Christmas, what I mean is, Christmas, the snow's coming down. Different song. Yeah. Completely different side. But for some reason, this is a, a debate that lingers in the relationship for, to this day, for a while. Look, listeners, we don't have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> we debate this. <laughs> what Christmas are you referring to when you sing Christmas? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, here we are. Oh, here we are. Christmas. A it's couple gonna, of boring types. It's going to get better from here, I yeah. swear. Is it? <laughs> yeah, good point. But yeah, so here's the holiday. Yep. This is our third Christmas on It Happened One Year. It is. Uh, year one, we did uh, the baseball humbug. Oh, that's right. Uh, last year we did, I think our Christmas episode last year was, we were doing those two Christmas albums, right? It was like Barbara Streisand oh, and yeah. Stevie Wonder. We, we recorded driving. it in the car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think about what our Christmas episodes were and I could come up with neither of them. That was it. That was, that was what we did. So this year we do kind of have two Christmas We do. Uh, yeah. Uh, episodes. Yep. And so this one probably actually won't come out on the same day as the other. Those two both came out on December 20th. Oh, nice. Uh, this episode should be before that. Yep. Because we have another scripted episode coming out this year uh, for Christmas, a Christmas episode. Yes. Lana Cooper wrote that is currently titled Jingle Hell, which I think is probably what it's going to stick with. <laughs> it's hard to plug if we're like, well, we think this is the title. I think it's it's gone through a couple of revisions uh, title-wise, but... It's, it's great, though. Get excited, listeners. Yeah. It's our typical scripted episode madness, and yeah. we've got the mighty Ahoy players have gathered again to... <laughs> To bring you this audio drama comedy. <laughs> I like the idea that we bring the Ahoy players together as yeah. if we, we record any of this in a group larger than just you and me and another person. Yeah. Uh, or as if any of these people know each other, because most of them don't. Most of them don't. And m- many of them I haven't seen in person in uh, years. <laughs> some of them recent. Decades. More recent, but some people decades. So, uh, and I appreciate uh, everyone uh, and their time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very nice. Thanks, guys. So today, yeah, Christmas, yes, uh, the Christmas show. Yep, we had some some list type things going into the year as far as stuff we wanted to cover for sure, mm-hmm. movies, TV, various things. Yeah, and in the years previous to this, we didn't really have an occasion to discuss. Uh, I don't know, my lifelong love, mm-hmm. which is uh, the Charles Dickens classic, A Christmas Carol. Yeah. There's no major versions of A Christmas Carol that came out in 1994 or 1967. Well, here we are, 1984. That changes today. <laughs> uh, so, uh, before I just start monologuing, okay. which I don't want to do. So we shouldn't do that. We'll figure out a yeah. way to split this up. You'd never seen this version before? No, I don't think so. So, as much as we watch A Christmas Carol... You know, Joe has already alluded to the fact that he's had a lifelong love of A Christmas Carol. I have known about A Christmas Carol for my whole life. You didn't watch Christmas Carols when you were a kid? Not really. No. No, not really. And, like, I knew the story. Everyone knows the story. But there was a lot about it that I didn't know as I learned. 
after meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> and I learned how much there is to know yeah. about A Christmas Carol. But then we started going to see it every year. They do a version of it in Chicago on stage. We started like the first year that you lived here, I think. I think so, going. just about, yeah. And we've gone every year except for one during the pandemic. I don't think we went in 2020. Right. Um, they didn't, I don't think they did it in 2020. Is that right? No, they did like a radio show, remember? There was the radio which show. Which we did listen to. Right. So, but then they also, remember they also filmed it. Yeah. Which I think, I don't think that was 2020 though. 2021 no. maybe. But yeah. I'm pretty sure they did still stage it that year. Yeah. And then we just also saw the video version. Just yeah. Just we were curious yeah. of it. Yeah. Yep. And so I've gotten to know, I was thinking today as we were watching this movie, like, it's been so long that we've been doing that and so many times that we've been doing that. And then, of course, we watch, we tend to watch the fun versions every year, watch the Muppet one every year. We, we watch Magoo every year. But, like, I don't need to watch it as many times as you do. Going to see it on stage is usually enough for me. So yeah. I like to... Uh, sleep through many versions of A Christmas Carol every year. Yeah. Uh, and that works for me. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's funny considering how much I'm into A Christmas Carol that I've only ever seen it on stage maybe one other time besides the Goodman that we mm-hmm. go to every year. I don't remember distinctly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, half the like way that I got into grad school was I wrote a version oh, of that's Christmas right. Carol. So, yeah. like, and that got staged in Scranton in like 2000 and six yeah 2007, something like that yeah and so uh you know that's the only other version of it i'm really familiar with on stage and that was the version i, I wrote that yeah. like i was in it but like i don't you know i it was still like a different experience I like think, wasn't seeing it i think i got staged in 2004 that was that first was it that far back yeah it was that first holiday that we were dating and that was when i really found out what a christmas carol was oh because i remember during that experience you were writing it and we would talk about it and you would talk about different parts of it, and I was always like, "Yeah," but I had no idea what you were talking about because, like, I knew ghosts, yeah, uh, past, present, future, and that was a, and Tiny Tim, and yeah. that was about it, and um, you know, uh, Scrooge McDuck, sure, was like Scrooge, right? So, yeah, uh, had a vague sense there, but like you would talk about, um, and I think I might have read the version that you wrote of it, and then saw it obviously when you guys put it on, and that was, I think, the first time that I learned really all that much about it because I never read it like any, yeah. any of that and I had written like other other types of versions of A Christmas Carol in the past just for whatever reason yeah. like adap- ad- adapted it for this or that but the other main time I did it was for this show the Baseball Humbug yeah. is A Christmas Carol yeah uh, just in a very twisted you know Bud Selig uh, MLB <laughs> strike kind of way and so it occurred to me how many times I've actually written a version yeah, of A Christmas yeah. Carol is kind of surprising yeah. all things considered yeah it's a um, solid narrative I would say yeah, oh, I'd say the story is pretty strong. It's good. Pretty yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Dickens, good writer. Knew what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes to the movie versions, the 84 one's not one I tend to watch a lot yeah. either. And we kind of talked about this a little bit before we were watching it or while we were watching it. And it's because the ones that I tend to watch every year do tend to be the more fun ones or the more classic ones. Yeah. And you also said, well, how many important versions of A Christmas Carol are there? Yeah. And I think, and I, I, I think I said about fifteen, which I think is about true. I would disagree. <laughs> I, I mean, the thing is, there's a lot of major versions of sure. A Christmas Carol, and I think you can ignore. There's a lot you can ignore. A lot of TV movies, a lot mm-hmm. of cartoon versions that aren't any good. Yeah. Like a lot of because it's you know it's a public use story. It's, yeah. There's no royalty, so you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. But. I would say of the ones that really matter, there's yeah. maybe 15. So let's go through each and every oh, one of them. Oh my God, no. No, we're definitely not doing <laughs> let's that. Let's talk about 1984. Oh, yeah. Let's okay. start there and then And we'll... then we'll come back to all yes. of the other versions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, listeners, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I want to talk about all of them and I want this episode to be five hours It's long. not going to be. Everyone wants to know everything about every version. Look, if you do that, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm just going to go. You'll sleep right here on the table. Yes, yeah. Yeah. In season one, you will notice every once in a while, Sarah would just kind of check out of the conversation <laughs> And I just keep talking. And we've tried to avoid that <laughs> yeah. in the years since. I think it was when you were talking about boxers. That's yeah. the one I remember. And I was like, I don't know who any of these people are or what he's talking about. And uh, oh. when I would listen to the episode back, I would also not remember any of it or understand. Uh, yeah. I wanted to bring the details to the people. Yeah. Now, I feel, I see, from my point of view, I think Christmas Carol movies are such a basic staple of everyone's life. Yeah. That I could talk about them and people would get that. No. I, I, that might not be true. It's definitely not true. But see, like, when I was growing up, we watched Christmas Carol movies all of the time. Like, yeah. this wasn't my thing. This was yeah. my dad's thing <laughs> that I just then co-opted into the rest of my life. Yeah. He didn't watch a lot of different versions. My dad's thing was to watch the same movies over and over yeah. again. Yeah. And Christmas Carol was the same way. He watched, you know, 38 
35 and 51 all the time. You're going to need to clarify what those things mean. Yeah. So to refer to Christmas Carol movies is usually easiest to just refer to who played Scrooge. Mm -hmm. So the Sir Seymour Hicks version in 35, the original Doan version in 1938, and the Alistair Sim version in 1951. Those are the main original versions of Christmas Carol. And so when I was a kid, those are the ones they watched all the time. My dad didn't want to watch the Muppets. (laughs) Uh, You know, he just, even like Scrooge, we weren't watching Scrooge a lot. Uh, He did watch Mickey's Christmas Carol, the Disney version, but that's like 20 minutes long. It's weird. It's not the same. Yeah. Uh, but that was it when I was a kid. So he'd watch Mickey, would not watch Magoo. Right, Magoo was no because yeah. Magoo's a musical, and sure. it's, you know it's a whole other thing. Magoo was something that came to me. Yeah. Later. <laughs> but no, so so that's why I tend to think of Christmas Carol as just being universal worldwide entertainment, and I don't know that that's actually no. true. Even inside of Christmas movies, no. I don't know that Christmas Carol is that way. I don't know that any of these versions are even the versions people would watch today. Yeah. Besides maybe the Muppets, I don't know. What's something that's that continues to carry on? That people watch. I don't yeah. know if 84 is even in this conversation. Because, again, I never watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it came out in 84, so, you know, it would have been relatively new right. when we were really watching a lot of things. I mean, that's the weird thing about it. But I think it's a, like, 84 is a very, the George C. Scott played Scrooge. Yeah. It, very straightforward, like... No frills. Kind of no, low budget. Yeah, kind of low budget. The effects yeah. aren't great. The whole thing looks like it's filmed in soft focus, which is confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of smoke and smog so yeah. that you can't really tell what's going on. So I, I assume they just didn't have a lot of money to do right. it. They're, the actors are good. Like, it's, it's a good version, but there's yeah. nothing, you know, there's no twist to it. There's no, you know... Um, to your point, I don't know what version people tend to watch. I think it tends to be like the Muppets or Mickey or, you know, because yeah. you watch it with kids right. or you're watching like, I guess this, but as an adult, uh, you know, there was kind of nothing between this uh, in terms of like more straightforward versions and what? The Muppets? I mean, if you don't know, like, Muppets. like just a, oh, like a serious version. Yeah. I mean, the Patrick Stewart version, probably, which mm-hmm. is the late '90s, and that's also a TV yeah. movie. Like, yeah. but in between, there were a lot of wacky versions. Yeah, uh, right. Scrooge and the Muppets and yeah. other cartoons and things yeah. like that. And then you get into the 2000s, and there's that weird animated one, the Jim Carrey yeah. one, which which is interesting in its own right. Yeah, I kind of enjoy. Uh, and then now you see in recent years, there's been like, what was that Will Ferrell movie a couple oh, years ago? It's yeah. like an Apple movie yep. with him and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, we watched that. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. I. It's called like humbug or something. But yeah. I don't remember, but like you know, you versions still pop. Yep. But but no, I don't actually know, and yeah. I think that that's why I don't tend to watch eighty four a lot because I didn't watch it when I was a kid, and yeah. it's a pretty serious version. Yeah. Like I tend to rewatch fun versions or the classic versions. Yeah. The other ones that are like live action and yeah. a little serious, I don't like the Patrick Stewart one. I don't tend to yeah. watch a lot either. Yeah. Um, I think my guess with the '84 one is that the money went to the cast. Yeah, the cast is great. Cast is great, and they yeah. they do have a, a really strong yeah. across the board group of people. Yeah, for a, a movie for a Christmas Carol yeah. version, which is you never really know. George C. Scott, good George actor. C. Scott, he's great. <laughs> Oscar winner. Oscar winner. The um, guy who played the sheriff of of Rottingham or Nottingham in Men in Tights. Yeah, Roger Rees. Yep, who was Robert Colcord on Cheers. Yep, he plays Fred. He does. Uh, David Warner plays Cratchit, who yep. I think is probably I mean probably best known widely as. Uh, that guy on Titanic, yeah, <laughs> who I can't remember what his name was. Billy Zane's like henchman, buddy. Yeah, yeah, uh, I can't remember what his. But he is I he mean, the one that shoots Fabrizio's friend. Am I remembering that right? Uh, he has a gun. Yeah, but I don't remember. Does he shoot anybody? I remember Billy Zane steals his gun to shoot oh, at Jack. Oh, that. Oh, that's uh, right. No, yeah. I think Fabrizio's friend gets shot by one of the co- one of the the, oh, the captains yeah. on the on the lifeboats. Uh, but mm, he's a really, mm. really strong uh, Cratchit. Yeah. Uh, Susanna York plays Mrs. Cratchit. Real, she has some really good moments. Yeah. Uh, Frank Finley is a volcano as Marley. Just <laughs> there's Marleys are all over the place. There could be like ethereal ghost, and yeah. then just sometimes just insane. Yeah. He's just angry. And he's yelling. And Finley goes for yeah. it. Yeah. He is way up there. So yeah. like, there's a big group of yeah. of really decent actors. Yeah. And because for again, this was a TV movie, I think. I think it's a British production movie. It played in theaters in England, but it only played on TV here. Yeah. So that was, you know, so that already has that kind of quality. Uh, you don't tend to see a lot of Christmas carols make it to theaters. I, I don't think there's actually any major movie between the Albert Finney musical in 70 oh. and the Muppets, which is 92. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's a theatrical Christmas carol in there of any significance. Yeah. But but no, I think 84, I, it's, it's always 
in the group of, of movies that people talk about as the best yeah. versions of A Christmas Carol, and it is a really good oh, it's great. version. Yeah. It does feel a little bit like a stage play. Like yeah. it doesn't have, because it doesn't have any real effects to speak yeah. of. And I do wonder if like part of the reason that we don't really watch these like more straightforward, serious, like versions is because we do go see it on stage every year. And right. so then like that is that that scratches the itch for me, right? Because right. not only is it good on stage, but like those people and that cast is they're phenomenal. Right. And so enjoyable and, you know, so yeah. much fun. So yeah. I think that's probably part of it i mean yeah and it's also that like the christmas carol on stage is long yeah and you can do a christmas carol in 70 minutes mm-hmm. and a lot of the like really good classic versions are really short yeah and so you know to dedicate a ton of time to a christmas carol especially versions that are real drawn out yeah there's one that i've been meaning to watch that was on like I don't know if it was a Hulu movie, but oh, it just sits I, yeah. on Hulu, and it's um, it's like real gritty and violent. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's I don't know. Oh. I've never seen it. It just it's looks real, real heavy, but it's like four hours long, and it's got <laughs> that's completely unnecessary. Guy Pierce, I think, plays oh maybe Scrooge, and I've meant to watch it just to see what it's like, but yeah. I don't. Why is it so long? And yeah. I think that's the thing that's always kind of. If it was a two-hour movie, I would have definitely watched yeah. it right now because it yeah. came out five years yeah. ago. Yeah, the story is fairly straightforward. It, you don't need you all don't that need time, so I wonder how much they padded it yeah. out. You know, like even when I wrote the stage version, stage versions have to be longer like yeah you can't have people come for an hour like that doesn't yeah. work so i did add a bunch of things but you still have like set changes and various yeah. stuff that's already going to lengthen yeah. the, the story yeah but you know i i was trying to incorporate stuff from various other little movies i got mm-hmm. some like it started with marley dying which i always thought was kind of an interesting oh, way to start yeah. it. but in some versions you'll see something like that yep but Usually, that if they really want to pad it out, they'll just yeah. throw it into the Christmas past part and yeah. make that part really long. So, just to put listeners in the context, uh, Joe and I met in February. We started dating in March of two thousand four. Two thousand four. Not this year. Not this year. Yeah. No, we've known each other a while. Um, and he started writing this. Well, what around the around Thanksgiving in November? You started writing this. No, we, I mean the play was the play was in production in December. Oh yeah. So I would probably in the summer. In the summer. Yeah. 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 So not that long after we started dating. Yeah. And. I remember just sitting and talking to you about what versions you were taking different por- and like all of your thought process around like Marley dying first and how you, like this is this version of this scene you're going to and that was the first time that I was like oh I see who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. that's a journey. It's yeah. a journey. I uh I got I got real into that Christmas game. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I you know and uh, but really like the what I found out later when I got into grad school was that like most of the people in my cohort group yeah. had had like actual published things, mm-hmm. and I didn't have anything. I was I was relatively young for the group. Yeah. I was only twenty six, something like that. But I didn't have anything like that. But I did have plays that had gotten staged, and so that was actually my avenue towards yeah. even getting into the program, which yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. So thanks, Dickens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and really, thanks J.D. Miller, who yeah. the person we met through, who then also directed that Christmas yeah. Carol. That's, uh, you know, big love to J.D. Miller. Uh, anyway, so as far as the 84 movie is concerned, where would you, do you, so do you have a good a good enough frame of reference to compare it to even the other movies? I mean, comparing things yeah. to the stage version is tough. For sure. Well, And the listeners are going to have a hard time unless they live in Chicago <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. go to the good Yes. Place. So we're going to try not to do that. We're going to do that a little bit. But what I like about this version compared to some of the more classic versions we've watched is it's in color. <laughs> and there's, some, it has sound. The sound. Yeah. Silent versions, I'll admit, are a little tough. A little tough. But should at least be checked out as a curiosity. I think the 1912 have, version is solid. I think... Last Christmas or the Christmas before when we were home, you put on the not the not the first one and not the third one of the three classic ones you named, but the thirty eight one. That's in color though. Thirty eight, the Reginald Owen version. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's color. Maybe there's a I'm, there might yeah. be a colorized version of that. It might yeah. Be what I'm thinking. But I remember yeah. being like, oh my god, like it looked like it had been filmed through a glass bottle. Like it, I was just yeah. like, what is what are you? No. See, what are we watching? probably I probably had a low def copy. Maybe the low def. Yeah, copy. that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I was a kid, we had a colorized version of it on tape because in the oh, '80s they were sure. really doing yep. a lot of that colorization, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I think that was a black and white. Movie. That was an MGM movie. Like that movie has a ton of money behind yeah. it. Yeah, like that's there's a lot of yeah. sets and effects. But it's from stuff. 1938 or something, right? It is, but it's great. It no, it's great. 38's it's, great. It's good. 35 feels like it was made 20 years before that because <laughs> it looks rickety. Like, yeah, it's it's a that was a British film production. Yeah. And, Seymour Hicks looks like he just rolled out of bed. Like, yeah. It's, that's a tough one. But <laughs> there's no effects. There's not even a Marley on screen. Yeah. It's just Marley's voice. Yeah. Because they, I don't know, they don't want to pay for the costume. 
<laughs> so 35 is weird. Yeah, but. that's tough. Uh, so I would say this one, uh, appreciate that it was in color. Uh, the effects were not as good as I would have expected for an 84, given yeah. the like ethereal, supernaturally stuff that you can do with it. Like yeah. part of what's so interesting about watching different versions is like, how do they do the ghost of Christmas past? And like, you know, cause that one's kind of got the most to it. And, and how do they do Marley and the knocker? And the, there was nothing interesting or like really. when Marley leaves the house, it was clearly just like a picture of that guy sitting and they just made it smaller. Yeah. As he's, it's, as, it pulls like, out as it goes out the window. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is, um, not, uh, no. all that impressive. No. So, uh, there's no flying. There's no, oh, there's no flying at all. No. Yeah. I mean, even the transitions between ghosts and then where they're going is really just like a fade out. Yeah. And then they're there. And yeah. that's about it. They want to, you know, keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Again, they had George C. Scott <laughs> to, play, to play Scrooge. It doesn't like, that's matter a, what That's else a they big do. get. Yeah. Like, any way you look at it. Yeah. Like, he was more joyful than I remember some of the more serious Scrooges being, especially at the end. Yeah. Uh, which is part of what, sorry, listeners, we like about the Goodman version is that guy who does Scrooge, who has done Scrooge almost every year that we've seen almost, it. Almost, yeah. Who is just amazing. He's the greatest. He is so joyful at the end and so, like, giddy and, like, it's so enjoyable to watch that I feel like in some of the more serious versions, like, you don't get that level of, like, obviously he's different, but, like, you don't get that level of joy. And I thought George C. Scott brought more joy than I had anticipated to the end of the the movie. I think it kind of depends with the movie versions who exactly they're casting and how old they are at the time. Yeah. Because if you cast somebody who is really old, they're only going to do so much at the end. Yeah. Right? But a lot of times the best versions in the popular sense tend to be ones where you have a dynamic Scrooge yeah. who isn't just a miserable son of a bitch the whole movie yeah. and then yeah. there's the end, right? Yeah. So like you have Alistair Sim, which is the gold standard yeah. 51. Sure, of and he and and George C. Scott is very much like Alistair Sim, yeah. I'd say in the very basic way they play the part. Yeah. Um, but even, like, think of, like, Michael Caine's version. Yeah. You know, as as much as, like... I mean, I think everybody loves the Muppet version. Yeah. But, you know, it's still... And he's a great Scrooge. Yeah. It's still that idea that, like, he still has to do this opposite Muppets, that, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. just tough, right? Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't have an overly no. explosive ending for he Scrooge. He gets softer and less giddy, yeah. like, at the end, which right. I think is nice. But like, they give him works. songs and stuff, yeah, yeah, so I think yeah. it's a little different. Yeah, totally. Um, just as the way it's going to move yeah. along. Um, but yeah, no, George C. Scott, I mean, again, it's not a movie that I ever really spend a lot of time yeah. watching. He jumped on the bed. Yeah, I mean, George C. Scott goes for it. And George yeah. C. Scott is, I mean, is is terrific. So it's like, you know, it's almost a little bit like, for me, because I, you know, I don't watch this a lot, but I am a, like a big George C. Scott fan. Yeah. That, you know, I still have a hard time kind of separating, like, he's almost too big a movie star yeah. to be playing Scrooge. Yeah. Sort of Michael Caine in the same way, and it's yeah. just that that movie's so zany that, yeah. you know, it sort of manages to work. Yeah. Uh, but but as far as the actual, like, straightforward performance, yeah. I mean, George C. Scott's right in, he's right in the conversation. Oh, totally. Top, top two or three. All right. I don't want, uh, uh, we're not going to rank all of them. Whole dissertation. Give me your top five Scrooges. <sighs> top five Scrooges. Yeah. Start with number five. Oh, I don't know if I, I can't do that off the top of my head. I would say the top five in in no particular order, uh, Alistair Simmons fifty one is still the best. There's yeah. there's and he's just the best. There's no there's no two ways about that. Like it's just the way he plays the part. It's yeah. a complete performance. Like most of them are. Yeah. And but that movie has a lot more to it. There's a lot more other scenes and stuff yeah. that that give that Scrooge so much more character. Uh, I would have to say that uh, that George C. Scott has to be in the conversation. Yep. I, I don't know that he's second, but he's right there. I mean, again, it's that same thing where. Yep. I, I would say that the weird thing with his persona is he always played such heavy characters and such tough guys yeah. that it's almost a little unbelievable the last, when he yeah. becomes a nice guy, yeah. that you, he's still George C. Scott. Right. Even think physically, yeah. he's so big. Yeah. Where you think a lot of Scrooges tend to be frail guys or just regular sized guys. Yeah. You don't, you might be tall, but they're still yeah. not big. Yeah. And he's so big that it seems like he's almost like a like a linebacker playing Scrooge. Yeah. But I mean, this was sort of his whole thing. Yeah. But what I you know. did think was interesting about how he played Scrooge, like up until the first ghost comes, is that I feel like a lot of Scrooges are yelly, mm. and he was never really yelly. He right. was like just like direct and mean and cold and like, but kind of smaller in yeah. the way that he communicated even to Cratchit or to the... Yeah. the he only gets real explosive into in with the ghosts, yeah. like yeah. once he starts getting desperate, yeah. which I think creates this, this interesting pattern to that yeah. performance. Uh, 
Are we talking any performance? We're we talking live action only actors. Mm-mm. I mean, anyone. I mean, it's hard to say because it is the best musical version. But Mr. Magoo as Scrooge is so <laughs> works so well and peculiarly well. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just Jim Backus's voice is really good for yeah. that part. And but that again also has really good songs. Yeah. But I think that's a really good Scrooge. It was a clever, like clear way to use Magoo that I think. Yeah. Yeah, does work. Yeah, even though I don't think Mr. Magoo as a character is living in the public consciousness to yeah. this day. I think that's kind of a forgotten yep. property. Yeah, uh, I still think the Magoo Christmas Carol lives forever. Well, the thing that's interesting about it, if I remember it correctly, is he's not very Magoo-y no. in it. Like, all of the Magoo bits, like, where I can't see and I run into things and I do... Like, none yeah. of that really happens with him as Scrooge. No. Because Scrooge could see, like, yeah, you know, right. so... No, it's like the, the whole structure of that is that he, Magoo is in a Broadway yeah, play yeah. that is the Christmas Carol, and so the Christmas Carol is a very straightforward Christmas yeah. Carol with songs. And then all of the wacky shenanigans are only the bookended Outside. parts yeah, yeah. the first and last couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I would put Magoo in the group. Interesting. Uh, I think Michael Caine has to be in this conversation. I agree. I mean, I think, you know, as as complicated as it is to do live action stuff with Muppets, the, they tend to get really good actors yeah. when they need them. Like, I don't, I wouldn't say that, like, Jason Segel and Amy Adams are doing anything extraordinarily complicated in that 2011 Muppet movie. Yeah. But if you go back to their older movies where they would have people who really had to act with them. Yeah. You know, like uh, uh, Charles Durning in the first movie. is yeah. It's like playing the bad guy where you have to be a bad guy with Muppets is yeah. hard. To still be somewhat menacing and believable when you're dealing with Muppets. Yeah. You know, Tim Curry in the Muppet Treasure Island is so great. Yeah. Uh, but again, it can, it's this zany cartoon. Right. And so Michael Caine, I think, works the same way, where he's playing a great Scrooge, yeah. and it just happens to be in a Muppet movie. It's kind of amazing that the tone of that movie works at all, but yeah. it does. Like, they do a nice job. I think it's because they use Gonzo and Rizzo to set it up, and, like, there's, like, tinges of Muppetiness. Yeah. And Michael Caine is a real severe Scrooge. Like, yeah. is I don't know if it's in contrast or if it's in general, if you put them out, you know, opposite people, if it would be different. But, like, they use the more serious Muppets against him in, in the most important stuff. And Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I just don't know if people disregarded the Muppet movie when it came out yeah. because it was a Muppet movie as opposed to being, like, a, a solid Christmas carol. I think yeah. now people have come around because it's been yeah. so long. But even then, it's hard to say. It's not the best musical version. There are really good songs. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know that it's the best, like, family-friendly type version. But, you know, I think because it is a little heavy. Like, even as a Muppet movie, it's a little heavy. Yeah. So... the story's heavy. Right. Yeah. It's only going to be so much. And then, I don't know if I had to say for a fifth one, like, I really like Reginald Owen... Uh, the Reginald Owen version is weird, the 1938 version, because he wasn't supposed to do it. Yeah. It was supposed to be Lionel Barrymore, who always used to do the radio show, yep. who then played Mr. Potter in It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. But he got hurt or something, and so he couldn't actually do it. He recommended Reginald Owen, who was a relatively young man at the time. Yeah. So they make him up to look very old. Yeah. Which is actually the way he aged, because oh. then he played Admiral Boom in Mary Poppins oh, like yeah. 25 years later and looks the same. <laughs> uh, but I like it, but it's clearly a, yeah. a young person in old man's makeup. Uh, maybe the Albert Finney version. Maybe yeah. Albert Finney. Albert Finney's great. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite movie. It's too long. Uh, and the songs are good. Yeah. But it's a very heavy, dark version. Yeah. Um, but Finney's great. Yeah. I know it's a slightly different angle, but like, you gotta put Bill Murray in that conversation, right? As, as far as the avant Scrooges, yeah. I would say Bill Murray is great. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the great Bill Murray performances yeah. that's not him just clearly showing up and just... Doing stuff off the top of his head like yeah. Caddyshack or Meatballs yeah. or something. Or Ghostbusters the same yeah. way. Uh, I think it's a really complete performance. And it has one of the better Scrooge endings. Yeah. Because it's so positive. Yeah. And he's such a bastard up until that point. That yeah. I think it actually really works. Uh, but yeah, no, I would throw him in there. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to discount Jim Carrey's performance. Jim Carrey's yeah, Scrooge Jim Carrey is great. great. Yeah. yeah. It's just that that movie, he has so much to do. Yeah. they haven't played all the ghosts and they haven't yeah. unnecessarily huge amounts just of stuff. Just let him play Scrooge. If he was just Scrooge, yeah. you know. But but Jim Carrey's voice is so good yeah. and so good at Scrooge. Yeah. That, uh, that, again, also isn't my favorite movie, but yep. I think it's a really interesting version. Yeah. So I would say he has to be in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. You know, there's uh, there's a lot. Yeah. So. so whose arc do you think is better from start to finish? Is it Ebenezer Scrooge or the Grinch? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I like the Grinch story as the simple little version of it that there yeah. is. 
every other version of that is excessive <laughs> and infuriating. <laughs> and infuriating. Uh, it's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Grinch is essentially convinced just because the yeah. town realizes they don't care yeah. about Christmas presents and, yeah. and decorations, and that's the only yeah. thing that changes his mind, more or less. Yeah. There's no moments for the Grinch. Yeah. You know, the Grinch is just a full-on, uh, you know, villain until that happens. Yeah. All right. Where I think Scrooge goes on a journey. At least. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. All right. Well, then who has the the most the raw the rawest deal the worst deal? Yeah. Is it Tiny Tim, Cindy Lou Who? <laughs> uh, okay. So if the Grinch story was set in 1840, yeah, uh, I would say Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. Because uh, uh, that kid is getting completely robbed of like yes, and in 1840 that's like a death sentence. Yeah. Right. But as it exists, and Tim actually does have to live in 1840, it's Tim. Yeah. Grown up in 1843 London, yeah, that's no matter what. horrible. Yeah. yeah. And then he also has all these additional medical problems. <laughs> uh, and he's got like, there's like, yeah. there's like six kids in that family. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Probably doesn't have great insurance. No. I mean, th- this version of Tim had clear teeth are all messed oh, up. Yeah. And like that, that 84 Tim is Yeah. They give him rough. some good under eye circles. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like, when he shows up on screen, he looks like grim death. He does. Like, and he play and like a lot of times you don't need a great kid actor as Tim. Yeah. Because they're only going to do so much. The Goodman, they always just like cast some little yeah. cute kid and it just kind of works. Yeah. Uh, the only version that I can really think of where they have a really dynamic Tim is 38 uh, because that Tim is like a little older. Yeah. And he was a really good actor. That kid like was a yeah. great, like, he was in a lot of MGM stuff mm-hmm. at the time, uh, Terry Kilburn. But he's a little older and so they actually give him stuff to do yeah. as opposed to just coming in being cute, God blesses everyone and then, you know, then you kicks go. him into the grave, yeah. which all the other versions do. So... Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, I would think yeah, Tim. Tim yeah. gets the raw end of that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've talked about this before, uh, you and I, but yeah. let's let's have this conversation for the listeners. Uh, I'm going to need you, within the context of the story, to explain why Scrooge is so upset when he finds out that one day he's going to die. <laughs> yeah, I I do think that one thing missing from all versions and the book is some reference to, prob- to like Scrooge's actual death, right? Like, yeah. you're telling me that the only thing that, like, causes him to die is him just being an asshole, like, and that's it? <laughs> yeah. And that, then what? Like, he's supposed to not die? Yeah. Uh, it's confusing. Yeah. I, I mean, I realize that it wants to have this kind of upswing of an ending. Sure. And you need a reason for him to be upset, but, like, it almost is, like, unnecessary. Yeah. Like, it should have just been, yeah. you know, Tim and humanity, and, yes. like, that that should have caused him to change. Yes. Not, oh... You know, you're still gonna die. Right. He's still gonna die. Yeah. Like if a if a ghost from the future came to me and tried to show me the future, and one of the things they showed me is that someday I'm gonna die, I'd be like, Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. 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 I understand how the human Kid. body works. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this is recorded slightly later than everything <laughs> else that was recorded. Yes. We realized after talking about it and then after I watched a couple other Christmas carols that we didn't even talk about in this episode yeah no that the obvious solution to why Scrooge is so upset is because of Marley yeah like it's all about Marley obviously right we're so dumb but like yeah. the whole point is like he says uh, you know I don't wear the chains uh, that I forged in life and I'm not the man I was right like it's all yeah. it's about him carrying those those chains right he's not just upset because eventually he's going to die. We're so dumb. Yeah, it's that he will be tortured through eternity like Marley. Like Marley. Now, I think one of the reasons we didn't notice this, really, or, or like you don't think about it, is because in no version of it do you ever get to that point where I, there's chains involved. Yeah. I think we mentioned somewhere in the rest of this episode, and I'm not sure if it was before this or after this, that there's, in the in the Albert Finney Scrooge, he goes to hell. And I think there's a chains part of oh, that. Oh, that would make sense. I think so. Yeah. But what I was actually watching was the Basil Rathbone uh, Scrooge, which is called the stingiest man in town. Yeah, like you do. Right. This was after we had recorded all of this, so that's why I didn't even mention it, because I, I kind of forgot. It's a forgettable version. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the two Basil Rathbone Christmas carols. The okay. other one, he plays Marley to Frederick March's Scrooge, which was two years before. Focus up. In three years, he played. He did <laughs> okay. it twice. That's all I'm saying. They were all for t- It was the Alcoa Hour. It's all Wait, on TV. Focus up. Point is, at the end of the Basil Rathbone version, yeah. which, again, is not the world's greatest version, but they do start to get into the whole Chains thing. And without, yeah. like, anything else, it's just him in the cemetery, and then there's, like, it's a musical, so there's, like singing spooks yeah. or whatever and they like start 
like laden him up with chains. And I was like, well, obviously that's what it is. Yeah. And also, why isn't that in all the versions? Okay, fair. That should be in the book, for God's sake. But it is the core of the story. So I feel like this is one of the... Like, Marley comes first. He's trying not to be Marley. You know, the whole time, Marley's saying, you're going to be me. Yeah. And so, of course, at the end, that's what he should realize. But I think the, uh, you know, especially with Christmas-type entertainment you just absorb it for so many years that maybe you're not always fully processing it right critically Uh, thinking about it what i'd like to compare it to is it took me until deep into my 30s to realize the song little saint nick was about the sled sure you did i never listened to it is that in the lyrics somewhere yeah you you can kind of figure it out it's not like the lyrics don't go the little saint nick is a sled it's Santa sled, but it's Santa sled, like yeah. right? Yeah. But it wasn't until I had like an aha moment. I don't know, five or six years ago. It's well, it's just it's those third. sorts of things where like you don't listen to all the lyrics of something. Yeah. I guess Christmas movies are the same way. Yeah. A year or two ago, I was on Reconsimation talking about a Christmas story, mm-hmm. and this was, I think, the first time I ever had to critically really think about a Christmas story because it's oh, just yeah. something that just happens, For right? Sure. And there's so many like parts of that that you could like start to pull apart and figure out like time wise and what's going on with it. When is all, all of the, but like you don't think of it because it's just something that you've seen, yeah. you know, a million times. Yeah. So I think uh, Christmas Carol is largely the same way. Yeah. Even though, again, I'm somebody who has written versions of Christmas Carol many times. This is something I should have considered. You, you absolutely should have. But I, I, you. I would like to point forward and say, going uh, from this point on, all versions of Scrooge, you should have chains on at the end. Yeah, totally That should agree. be part of the ending. That yeah. just makes the most sense. Yeah. Or is it just because we're such dum-dums that that's what we need to, uh, to knit the whole story together? Yeah, listeners, if... <laughs> When we were talking about this originally, you were like, oh my god, these idiots. And then now that we've come back to just admit that we realized we were dumb and... and Like, did you know this the whole time? Is this just us? Uh, Let us know. I mean, we don't usually come back and re-record anything. never. Because we just don't. Like, that's not what the show is. If you'll notice, we just fly with, I have no idea what that means, and we just keep going. We often will wonder things on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we could go back and record the answers. Yeah. No, we don't. Don't even care. We sometimes wait for Dave Garden to text us the answers. (laughs) That's about as close as it gets. That's true. But with this one, because it was so close to when we had actually recorded the episode that we noticed this. Yeah. That we were like, oh, well, we should yeah. probably put that in. Like, that. It, this is so obviously the answer. Yeah. Uh, when we were just like, why do they do that? And we're both like, I don't know. <laughs> so, listeners, uh, we just want to come back and let you know uh, we figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't. I, I apologize for wasting all of this time when originally we could have just been like, yeah, because it was Cousin Marley. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. And then we could just continue on. But no. Which this episode will now continue on yes. from this point forward. Uh, enjoy. You know, but it gives the great acting scene, right? It does. Like uh, yeah. every version of Scrooge has a great cemetery scene, mm-hmm. and uh, and this one was no George mm-hmm. C. Scott just just kills it, just yeah. blows it out of the park. <laughs> so, which I also think is an interesting arc because again, the yeah. movie starts with Frank Finley's crazy over the top Marley, yes, and then but Scrooge is still fairly subdued. He's kind of psychotic. But he's not, like, yeah. you know, over the top. He's yeah. just kind of, like, laughing about, you know, if they'd rather die, we'd better... You know, like, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a little bit that. But then by the end, he becomes yeah. this, this, you know, very big acting figure. Yeah. Do, you have a, uh, uh, do you have a favorite cemetery scene off the top of your head? I mean, outside of the Goodman? Because, again, Larry Yando's yeah. uh, Scrooge at the Goodman, just uh, a dynamite cemetery scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, they're all kind of the same, right? But like, I think there's there's shades. I think there's there's varying levels. I wouldn't go with Magoo there. Magoo uh, kind of uh, never blows up. He's always sure. very, you know, very so he's a very even. sad Scrooge in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. No. <laughs> no. <there's, laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, they're not yeah. different enough to me, I would say. Like, yeah, there yeah. are different parts that I can compare and contrast, but the cemetery scene, eh. Yeah. Um, I think one that stands out is Scrooged. I think Bill Murray with the incinerator, I think, is oh, is a yeah. pretty heavy scene for that yep. movie. Uh, yep. You know, and where he's literally on fire at one yeah. point. That's that's that's. I mean, it's effects. At least there's money. Yeah. There's no money to light no. George C. Scott on fire. No, they couldn't do that. No. Yeah. I think the best guest star in any Scrooge movie is that they didn't they have like, uh, oh, what's her name. The gymnast in Scrooge. Oh yeah, Mary Lou Retton. Mary Lou Retton. Yeah, Mary Lou Retton yeah. pops up. Yeah. The fact that you worked her into a Christmas Carol. That is pretty up. good. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Buddy Hackett's in there. Oh yeah. John Houseman. They they really yeah, yeah they got some uh, some nice cameos yeah. in the uh, in the uh, Scrooge. Scrooge was 88. Mm. So that was uh, you know that's that's the era for it. I mean the difference between this movie and how it looks and what the effects are like 
and the '88 movie, which is four years later, and yeah. looks like a modern movie. Like yeah, that yeah. is a that's a that's a big difference. Again, this is a TV movie. It's in England. They don't have any money. They didn't have money <laughs> they don't for know this. Doing. All their money went to George C. Scott. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I guess I keep forgetting about Scrooge. Scrooge was a big theatrical movie. Yeah. So that's. But even then, that's only it's, four years before Muppet Christmas Carol. It is a. I mean, it's fairly straightforward. Yeah. But it's it's it probably strays further away from the oh, actual story sure. than any of the other ones. Anything that's like an adaptation like that. Yeah. There's a movie, a TV movie called The American Christmas Carol. Sure. That came out in the late '70s with Henry Winkler. Yeah. And that's again, it's the same plot. Like everyone's just fat. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Tiny Tim is huge, uh, but that's no. That's a pretty straight. You know, it's yeah. it's the same straightforward tale, but yeah. they did have to change a bunch of things. Yeah, set in San um, Francisco or something. Yeah, sure. I don't. It's like set on a farm. I don't remember, but it's also set back in the day. It's, I don't oh. think it's set in like nine. It's not set in like nineteen seventy nine. Oh. and he's the Fonz. Yeah, but also hey. it's, it's not that. Uh, I, I've been re, I've been recently rewatching Blackadder, the, uh, the, yep. the the British TV show, and for years the only real Blackadder I've seen is the Christmas Carol version. Which is like was a special that they did, I believe, after the show oh. was over, and so that's a, a, a slightly twisted retelling yeah. of the whole thing, but also fun. Yeah, you know, of the of the, the Christmas Carol comedies, I'd say yeah. that's on the high end. Uh, even as like having some knowledge of Blackadder would help, but yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's 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 kind of separate from the yeah. whole the whole you know story of the show. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's some fun... I mean, the funniest version is still probably the Muppets, right? Oh, yeah, The Muppet version really does manage to cram a lot of jokes in there. I know you disagree with this, but I do think that the Muppet version is the best musical version. Really? Those songs are phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they're all real... I mean, Paul Williams' songs are great. Like, it's it's hard to criticize. It's just that the Magoo version is so great, and... And it's so tight that mm-hmm. I think that's why it always is kind of... It's really close. I mean, they're yeah. you know, it's one and one A. Like, it's really close. Yeah. But but I would think that, like, if you had to hold up one song, the Muppet movie has better, like, songs. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, their top one and two songs, the Marley and Marley song yeah. and the Last Sleep Before Christmas song are yeah, really yeah. great. Yeah. I'd say the Magoo songs are better overall. Yeah. I think there's not, there's not as many weakish songs yeah. in there. It's so. funny cuz with the with the Muppet one, agree, they're they're good songs and all the songs that made it in the movie are amazing. There's this one song that they cut from the movie that you insist on keeping on our Christmas playlist. Love it. And it drives me insane cuz that song is terrible. Justice for Bell. Oh my god. Bell song. What is that song even called? When Love is Gone. Ugh. Great song. Garbage. Yeah. No, I just think it's good. I I you know, I think it gives Bell something to do. When you watch the movie and it's cut out, it's crazy because yeah. it just gets yeah, cut and all of a sudden everybody's yeah. crying and I'm like it doesn't make any sense. Well, they should put a better song there. They should have actually done a scene. Yeah. If you're then no, if, also if would this be is good. the point, but yeah. like that movie was released with that in it. Yeah. So it was only later taken out. Yeah. For no good reason. Yeah. The uh, the bell in uh, the '84 version was Joanne Wally, who later played Scarlet in the uh, Scarlet O'Hara miniseries. Oh, and she was married to Val Kilmer for a while. She wow, was Joanne Wally Kilmer. Oh, I don't know whatever happened to her, but I recognize she only she's only in the movie for like yeah. a minute. She Bell or she's Fan? She's one or the other. I don't know. I think she's Fan, but she doesn't. Well, have Fan's a lot. only in that one. That scene. one scene, yeah. Bell has more to do. Right. I would think she would. I'm gonna say. I don't know if she was much of anybody in '84 oh. though. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why Joanne Wally's famous. Yeah. Like, I don't know what was the thing that if she was. Did she have a show? Was she on Falcon Crest? I have no idea. I don't know. And I don't know what she's doing today. I've never heard of her. Joanne Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Joanne Wally Kilmer. Yeah. Uh, she's she pops up real quick. Uh, Michael Guff pops up, who played Alfred in the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a quick part as one yep. of the guys uh, asking Scrooge for money. And uh, I mean, it's you know, there's wall to wall heavy hitters acting wise. Yeah. So having now seen it, would you want to watch that every year? No. No. Even though it's a pretty good movie, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not one of your favorites. No, no, no. If I, I again, I, I feel like because we see it on stage, I don't need to watch any more of the them. serious version. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll watch the Muppets every year. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I'm good. Well, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, Magoo. Meh. Come on. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I we usually like you usually watch Magoo. I the one thing I would like you to do the next time we watch Magoo is I'm gonna fall asleep. Can you just wake me up for the Razzleberry dressing song? <laughs> Will we have a gander and some razzleberry dressing? Oh, razzleberry dressing would be nice. Because that's all I really want to... It's a great song. Yeah, it's a great the, song. Uh, the, the song about the we'll have a Christmas dressing. Yeah, yeah. it's a great song. Uh, most Magoo songs are really good. Winter was warm. Winter was warm. No, that Come song on. is terrible. Oh. No. So you don't you don't like the like 
the sappy songs. You want the plot songs. I do. Yeah. I want the songs to be more fun. Yeah. I like sad songs and sappy songs, but yeah. like they're just not good. They're too cheesy. Mm. They're both. Those are both very cheesy songs. Mm, it's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting take. Yeah. Stand by. Uh, Gerald McBoing Boing played uh, Tiny Tim in the Magoo version. Uh, so if we're talking about great Tiny Tims, Gerald McBoing Boing's right in that conversation. You made that guy up. That's the character's name. Bullshit. So in whatever that outfit was that made Magoo, yeah. they also had a separate cartoon that was called Gerald McBoing or McBoing Boing, something like that. But that character in that cartoon didn't talk, where then they make him talk in oh. the uh, Magoo Christmas. Oh, the name of the character was, no, the name of the character was Tiny Tim. Right, but the character yeah. that plays him is this, like like how Magoo is playing oh, Scrooge. Oh, got it. The the Gerald McBoing Boing character is playing you meant Tiny Tim. That the actor who played Tiny Tim was named oh. Gerald McBoing Boing. No, I don't know. That made very little sense. I don't know who does the voice. For him, okay, but uh, that's that's oh, your sorry to that man. Fun bit of Magoo trivia. Yeah, that. good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, as uh, as far as the real serious versions, this one's again, it's a little long. It's a hundred minutes long, which for Christmas Carol, you know. Yep. But you know, again, if you're just going by acting, because you got to go by something, it's the yeah. same plot. Right? Yeah. Uh, if you go by that, you know, I think the acting is really good. Yeah. I think there's some stuff in there that you don't see in a lot of versions of Christmas Carol, yeah. uh, which I think is always the fun difference because yeah. Christmas Carol always has all the same stuff. Yep. But then there's everyone has their own touches that they either added or stuff they reached all the way back to the book to get. Yep. And the 84 version has a bunch of book stuff that you don't tend to see all the time. Yeah. Uh, Marley with his head tied up. Sure. And he has to untie it and his jaw falls open, stuff yeah. like that. The the ghost carriage you almost never see. Oh, the ghost carriage, yeah. Yeah, the that ghost carriage. Weird. I think the ghost carriage in the book is in the house, which they clearly couldn't have done because yeah. they had no budget. So they just have a carriage pass Scrooge on the street yeah. and kind of disappear. But that's like an actual book thing that you just don't really see done much. Um, you know, that's the thing with the Jim Carrey version that it's nice is that they did, because they all of a sudden had money and effects, they could do stuff in the book yeah. that wasn't, you know, uh, so expensive to try to yeah. do in a live action way. That's a pretty good movie. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I kind of it's too long, but I kind of yeah. like it too. You know, there's a lot of good performances yeah. in there. I just wish that I wish that Jim Carrey didn't play all of the parts. Yeah. It's distracting and doesn't there's no reason for it. Yeah. Like there's no if there was some sort of some background part that would have added to that, but there's really not. So that's the 84 Christmas Carol. Yeah. Uh, I think this was uh this was pretty solid. <laughs> So, uh, I've always wanted... I, I would just keep talking. If you want to keep talking about stuff, uh, do you want to break down all 15 Marleys? I don't. And who is the best? I don't want to. And who is uh, the worst? Uh, I don't Come want on, to. Come on, Lou. You paid for the women. <laughs> no? Uh, we don't have to. Uh, but can if you Don't want. make me... I mean, look, listeners, just to peek behind the curtain, these are all conversations I think we've probably had before in life. <laughs> We've talked about this before? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. See, I need you to invest more time in all the versions so then we can debate these things. No. Yeah. Is Anne Rutherford the best of the Ghost of Christmas Pasts? I couldn't even tell you what movie she was in. Reason, it's a reason to consider. Something, uh, to, something to look into. Uh, no, thank you. Do you know, can you think of the only version where the Ghost of Christmas Future has any lines of, of these movies that we've talked about? Um, Actually speaks at one point. Yeah. What do you got? It's Magoo. No, it's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. I was. Those were the two I was debating. Yeah, it was. The yeah, cartoon. I figured it had to be like a cartoon, a kids one. Yeah, it's not know. somebody they whip off their mask yeah. and start talking. I I want to say in the Albert Finney version, and I could be wrong. I think the Ghost of Christmas Future is Marley or the or the actor, oh, something like that, yeah. which I always thought actually makes sense. Yeah, like, that that's how that would be. Yeah, there was a book I read years ago that was kind of lousy, but it was called Marley's Christmas Carol, and it was just somebody did their own version of it. Mm-hmm. And in that, it's all from Marley's point of view, and he's like manipulating everything, and he. Is all of the ghosts somehow? But oh. it was kind. Of, it was an interesting idea, but it doesn't really yeah. come off as a book, if I remember it correctly. Yeah. But I think that's what's in the Albert Finney version. The Albert Finney version is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've ever. You've probably never seen that. I, I, I don't watch it much, but there's a part I think Scrooge legit goes to hell. Oh wow! <laughs> it's Scrooge touring hell. Uh, fair. And it's a musical. <laughs> Father Christmas, Father Christmas. It's it's some nice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so after a short break, we are going to come back. With uh, the most Christmassy of things that I think it happened one year can manage to do. Yes. We're going to play a little game. Christmas trivia. It's time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who said? The taste of nuts and honey, Mr. Scrooge. Come back. Better things to do. But Mr. Scrooge, honey nut Cheerios, it's Christmas. My customer gruel will suffice, thank you. Yeah, but honey nut Cheerios blends golden honey and crunchy nuts. I did you say honey and nuts? Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. 
And we're back. Hello. And we're back for uh, round two. Yep. Of today's big Christmas episode. Yep. Uh, much like the season finale from season one, uh, when we played uh, 1994 Trivial Pursuit. We did. We very specifically did. Uh, this is sort of a Trivial Pursuit style game. Yeah. Um, and we're just gonna uh, we're gonna play a sort of the quick modified Trivial Pursuit version yes. where there's six categories and whoever gets one of each. Yeah. Correct. All right, so we're rolling to see who goes first. Oh. Damn one. it. One. Oh, one's not gonna That's do it. That's not great. Three. Haha. <laughs> so oh, well done. Okay, so here we okay. go. One. The category is history, facts, and figures. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. What Roaring Twenties prison was the first to set up a Christmas tree on the White House lawn? Uh, I'm going to say Coolidge? That's correct. Aha. Oh, so you get to keep that. So I get that. Put that in, in spot one. All right. So you remember which one that was. One. One. And then like, you wanted to keep going. Yes. Five. Five. Okay. Uh, the category is movies on the big screen. Okay. Damn it. What permanent injury did George Bailey suffer when he was a boy? Uh, he went deaf in his uh, in his left ear. Yeah, I uh, I would have accepted ear. Oh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's five. Off to a hot start. Yeah. yeah. Four. Shit. Uh oh, this, this is... might be a quicker game yeah. than I thought. Carols and songs. Okay. Uh, why was Perry Como turning turned down for recording Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Why was he turned down? Yeah, he apparently was going to record it, but he, they said no. Why? Uh, I would say he drank too much, and so he had uh, that disease where your nose turns red. And they were like, this is uh, too on the nose. It's too on the nose. Yeah. Pun intended. No, he wanted to change a line. Oh. I don't know what line. Rudolph the ass-nosed reindeer. <laughs> He's like, what an ass. <laughs> they, that's what they said. Perry, why would we do that? <laughs> why would we do that's that? That's terrible. That's a terrible idea. Oh, that would be a pretty good idea. <laughs> Is that your pericomo? That was my pericomo. That's a lot right. like your D. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, animation, TV, movies, and specials. Great. All right. Uh, in the 2019 movie Noel, Anna Kendrick plays the daughter of what legendary figure? Santa. Santa Claus. Yes. Correct. That's okay, uh, that's, uh, that's one three. for you. Okay. Yeah. It's numero tres. Uh, two. Two. Two is back to. Oh no! Two is traditions around the world. Ooh. All right. What well-known maker of Christmas cards has a crown as its symbol? Hallmark. It's Hallmark. Yes! The Hallmark Company. Got it. Well Heard done. of it. <laughs> so you got two. Six. Number six. Six is literature and the performing arts. Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. In the Little Match Girl story, what does the little girl do for warmth? She lights a candle. Uh, she lights matches. She's the match girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's also a little on the nose. <laughs> what if we had her light a candle instead? Perry, calm down. <laughs> what does the girl who operates the heater do? Oh, she operates the heater. She has a heater on. Yeah. Yes. She's not called the little candle girl. The little wax girl. <laughs> Damn that ain't a thing. I've never heard of the little match girl. Three. Three. Had you Is already that like have a three? song? Is that a poem? What is I've the little never match heard girl? of it. Okay. What beer company's Clydesdales romp through many Christmas commercials? Uh, Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah. That is correct. All right, Rich. Uh-oh. Got three. Two. Two. Dose. I don't have two, I don't think. Uh, is this traditions around the world? Yeah, traditions around the world. Yeah. In which country is the Yule Log the center of Christmas celebration? I'm going to give you two options. Oh, one of two. Japan. <laughs> ah. Or Italy. The Yule Log. I, I, I would have assumed something else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. They have trees in both Japan and Italy, so that's something. Good. To cut down and make the log. Yeah, got to get that log somewhere. Uh, yeah. But would Italy... Italy's more of a warm country. Would they be burning a log? Even at Christmas time. I'm going to say Japan. Oh, it's Italy. Oh. Oh. Shit. You wrong. I overthought it. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one. Do you have one? I do not. History, facts, and figures. Okay. Uh, what Pittsburgh pirate legend died in a plane crash on January 1st, 1972? How do I get the sport? Oh. What's lovely is that you always get sports. I do always get it's sports. To mess you up. It's Clemente, right? It's the great Roberto Clemente. Look at yes. you. At first, outrage, and then yes. you knew it. Well, I didn't listen long enough to died in a plane crash, which is, <laughs> yeah. it limits the options, You gotta I would pay say. attention to the, yeah. whole, to the whole thing. Oh, one again. So oh. if I get this right, I get to go again. Yeah. But I don't, the card doesn't matter. Yeah. What army do you associate with the kettle? What? What army do you associate with the kettle? The kettle? Yeah. Like a tea kettle? K-E-T-T-L-E. Huh. Uh, what army do you associate with the kettle? I'm going to say the 
Swiss Army. Hmm. I think you're forgetting about the Salvation Army. Christmas oh, time. They collect money the in the kettle. kettle. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Right now, Dave Garden has lost his mind. <laughs> what are you? Look at Salvation Army! <laughs> Dave Garden's too nice. Uh, one. Do I have one? Oh, I do have one. So I'm just trying to go. You again. do have one. Yeah. You're just trying to keep your turn. Yeah. Uh, History. History, facts, and figures. What seasonal sounding name do Michigan and Florida have in common? I'm guessing this means there's a, like a city. city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Winterland. Uh, Christmas. There's a city just called Christmas. Apparently. Oh. Or do they just have, they have Christmas in they Florida? They have, well, yeah. You wouldn't know it because uh, Christmas, Florida is not a happy place. No. Six. Uh, six. I think six? I already have. No, I don't. Oh. This is literature in the performing arts. Yep. Uh, on what date of the year was the Messiah first performed in the U.S.? Oh, sh- December 25th. December 25th. Perfect. Is that right? Yeah, oh, my right. It's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, right? Yeah. All right, you got four. Four to three, you're up. Woohoo! Two. Do you need two? I... Traditions uh, around the world? I, I already have two. All right, so here you go. Just trying to go again. Yeah. Where do Ecuadorian children place their shoes on Christmas Eve? Uh, Is it under the bed or in the window? Oh. In the window. They put it in the window. Yes! Oh, we already have it. Right? Oh, shit. Yeah. I just get to go again. They put them on their feet. <laughs> and then they tromp around like elves. Uh, six, which I believe I already have as well. One. Yeah, I need four and five. Okay. I need two, four, and six. Okay. Just so we know. This is six, but you have six. I do. Yeah. Who wrote A Holiday for Murder? Is it Jane Marple or Agatha Christie? Agatha Christie. Yes. Jane Marple is a character. Yes. So that's that's pretty dumb. Whew. Pretty dumb question, guys. I'll take it. Yeah. Four. four. I need, need four. four. Okay. Ooh. Four is carols and songs. Yes. Uh, in the song Silver and Gold. Yes. How do you measure its worth? All right. Think well, your burl lives. Silver and gold. Perfect. This is what people come. Silver from. and gold. But silver and gold. How do you measure its worth? Nice as the all the big trees in the earth. I don't know. What that, oh my god. I don't know what that next line is. Oh no. I don't know. Nothing. I don't know. Just by the pleasure it gives here on earth. Silver and gold. I would not have gotten that. Silver and gold. I didn't get it. You didn't watch the Rudolph cartoon when you were a kid? I mean, I did, but that doesn't mean I know the answer to that question. It's in right in there. We watched that to death. Six. Do you need six? Uh, Two, four, and six I need. Nice. Okay. Literature and the performing arts. According to Clement C. Moore, who was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot? Old St. Nick. Yeah. yeah. Well. Sam Claus. No. Uh, Chris Kringle. What's his full name? St. Nicholas. There you go. <laughs> Look, I would have taken St. Nick. Yeah, I understand. I just want to make you. Six. In what spring month does the Christmas barrel arrive in the long winter? I have no idea what that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, because it's a poem, right? April. May. <laughs> Four. Four. Here we go. All right. Uh, carols and songs. Okay. In Winter Wonderland. Yeah. If the bluebird's gone away, who is here to stay? Something are you listening? Oh, my God. <laughs> gone away. Oh, the new bird. Who is here to stay? It's the new bird. Yeah, got Perfect. it. Perfect. You're, you're at five. I'm at five. So you only need... And I need five. All right. Let's go. All right. Oh. One. How many Christmases was President John F. Kennedy in office? One or two? Two. It's two. Very good. It's not one. That's just knowing, uh, <laughs> knowing, knowing your presidential place. And you know who... Uh, I might have said three. You know who Lee Harvey Oswald is buried next to? Nick Beef. <laughs> It's true story. It is. Six. We saw it. Which reindeer name describes one of the performing arts? Dancer? Uh, that'd be dancer. Yeah. Uh, comet. Uh, it's Vixen. <laughs> it's the oldest performing arts. <laughs> Two. Uh, what Mediterranean country's Christmas dinner features pork or chicken and Christopsomo? We're going to say... Mediterranean country. That's Greece. That is Greece. Well done. Thank you. 
Three. Three. Son of a gun. Was Rudolph's reindeer friend named Freddy or Fireball in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? We've already established you clearly don't know it very well. <laughs> what was his reindeer friend's name? Fireball. It was Fireball. <laughs> I don't remember why. He had a uh, red hair. Oh. Yeah. Four? Four. What's the one you need? Five. Uh, who nodded in the little drummer boy? Sing it. Come, they told pa rum pa pum pum. Yeah, it's probably in the pump a pum pumps. <laughs> Uh, Mary nodded. Mary nodded. Yeah. Nicely done. I can only remember that that was the ox and lamb kept time. Yeah. That's all I had. Three. They had a, a dynamite rhythm section. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what 1977 film had coal miners trapped in a mine on Christmas Eve? Oh, my God. Uh, coal, the coal miner's daughter, the Loretta Lynn story. <laughs> That's what it was. It was something called Christmas Miracle in Caulfield, USA. Jesus, unfamiliar. No, you know. I don't know. We that. should watch that Christmas Miracle. In Ca- Anybody listening? Uh, pull, up, <laughs> pull up YouTube. I'm sure it's there. Christmas Miracle in Caulfield, USA, 1977. Oh my god. I'm gonna guess it probably starred a young Don Knotts, <laughs> middle-aged Don Knotts. Uh, three. Uh, trace. I don't okay. need three. You don't. I need two and four. Okay. Uh, in Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm. What? Andy Hardy star provides the voice of Chris Kringle. Uh, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. No. Oh, oh, no, don't I don't need, need it. Don't need uh, three. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. All right. No. Uh, Jim Backus, Maury Amsterdam, and Jack Cassidy provided voices to what animated version of a Dickens classic? Uh, that'd be uh, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. That's correct. So we endlessly talk about. Uh, who was Maury Amsterdam in that movie? I have no idea. Oh. I know I've told this story before. Oh, my God. I may have told this story before on this show. Oh, Jesus. Uh, when the Steamtown Mall opened in uh, Scranton, the uh, big guest to open it was Maury Amsterdam of the <laughs> Dick Van Dyke show fan. Uh, Maury Amsterdam. Everybody. If you've told that story on the show before... You blocked it out? No one remembers. <laughs> People in Scranton remember. <laughs> Hashtag Scranton remembers. Four. Do you need four? I do need four. Nice. All yeah. right. Here we go. Uh, one, two, three, four. Okay. What other title... Is Adeste Fideles known by? Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come all ye faithful. All right, I need two and you need five. five. All right, we're tied 5-5 five, five here. We are. Here in this riveting uh, contest. <laughs> listeners, do you want us to keep doing this? Four. Oh, that's not what you need. Tough luck, listeners. You need two? Yeah. All right. Just as Charlie Brown received rocks for Halloween, what embarrassment did he suffer in a Charlie Brown Christmas? He received rocks. No. <laughs> he received rocks for Halloween. Come on. I don't. Yeah, he received Christmas? rocks. I oh, assume... what embarrassment! Oh, he he bought the uh, he brought he bought the wrong tree. Oh, no, uh, he got no Christmas cards. Oh, that's right. It was embarrassing that he bought the wrong tree too, though. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's what I would have thought. Uh, two. two. That's not what I need. Thanks to the Christmas card you sent me, Violet. <laughs> what mode of transportation do young people in Caracas use on their way to midnight mass? Do they use donkeys? Or do they use roller skates? They use donkeys. Uh, they use roller skates. Oh, shit. Going oh. to mass on a donkey. <laughs> He's my favorite donkey. <laughs> uh, so I need two. Two. I need, need five. five. Okay. I do. Five. Oh, I need five. Tough luck. All right. Uh, what legendary figure does uh, on a horse does Rosemary Clooney give Bing Crosby in White Christmas? Oh, uh, a knight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a movie that we see every single year. Up there on that bleached charger. Very good. <laughs> when you're worried and you can't sleep. Six. Your bing is very good. Bum, 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 boom. <laughs> is The Night Before Christmas a short story or a poem? It's a poem. It is. Yeah. Clement Seymour. <laughs> Got it. Two. two. I need two. For the win. Oh, my God. Uh, what red or green fruit goes into the English holiday drink lamb's wool? Apples? That's correct. Oh, well, well there we go. Well done, Boats. Yes. Close uh. one. Six to five. Uh, well, folks, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> listening to us play a game again. <laughs> I hope you learned something about Christmas. Everyone's that's, favorite uh, Christmas. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. Maybe we'll do this every Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We should. We need something. We, yeah. But again, I think this, now that, like, as I sorted this out, I think this episode will come out 
Uh, probably this should be it should be the middle of December. Look yeah. down at the calendar, folks. <laughs> it should be the middle of December. Get so. your shopping done. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> your kids are going to be sad. <laughs> but the our big scripted episode should be coming out December twentieth. I would expect that yep. to be true. Get excited! And it's Jingle Hell, the last shopping day before Christmas. Yep. Set in the lovely Viewmont Mall. Uh, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's sort of near Dixon City. Yeah. It's, it's on the highway. It's on the Scranton-Carbondale Highway either way. You know what? You could have stopped at Scranton. I didn't know if people needed a context. <laughs> they don't. And it's just kind of a fun, wacky tale of uh, people uh, going to the mall at Christmas and, and trying yeah. to get their kids toys. And there's a lot of there's a lot of fun. We got a lot of fun people in there. A lot yeah. of good performances. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So that's on the way. Uh, Merry Christmas, Boots. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Boots. So you and me. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you've sang a lot on this episode. I have. But I'm going to ask you to sing a little oh, more. Oh, Jesus Christ. So what's your favorite uh, Christmas song? Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Because you're going to make me sing it. Yeah. It's an Elvis song. I think we've sang Blue Christmas on the show before. Uh, that's not the one I want to sing. Oh, that's okay. That's not my favorite Christmas song. Strap in, everybody. Uh, it is a little ditty called Here Comes Santa Claus. But sing it. In the style of Elvis. Buh. <laughs> you gotta do better than that. <laughs> the people are expecting uh, better. The uh, high-end entertainment. Uh, it's uh, It goes a little something like this. Uh, here, No, I can't. You I can't it. do an Elvis impression. You can do it. Uh, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. Why don't we do it together? Okay. Here comes Santa Claus. You gotta jump in. I was... Here comes Santa. <laughs> You're not doing anything. Right down Santa. You're just making motions. Santa Claus Lane. He's, He's got, got a bag, bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. It's a great song. Yeah. And if you don't know it, go listen to it. Are you familiar with Here Comes Santa Claus? <laughs> like, is it possible somebody's so under a rock, they don't know that song, and yet they're listening to our show to try to learn stuff? That seems like, uh, that seems like madness. But look, I yeah. don't know how accessible, uh, like Elvis has a couple big Christmas songs. I don't know if this is one, because yeah, I, I always know. choose to listen to this album. So yeah, uh, I don't that's know. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Elvis Christmas still totally holds up. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Really good. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, enjoy. Uh, I hope uh, I hope it's a good one. Yeah. And uh, let's all hope 2024 is a little better. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Been a rough series of years. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody. All right. Bye. This has been It Happened One Year. Please follow us on social media, but not in real life. Creeps. It's Christmas Eve, Mr. Scrooge. I'm going home to my family now. Merry Christmas. Christmas? Nah, about me. No Christmas means to me is a nasty old cold. You should take NyQuil, sir. NyQuil? What's NyQuil? Nighttime cold medicine from Vicks. Got to go now. NyQuil?